Studios, it's time for The Rush with Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. It's Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Line drive, caught by Lyons. She'll step on the back for the double play and in the inning. Here's a one-two. Hard hit ball off the glove of Johns to Lyons. Backhand throws. Oh, what a play. She got Two zip. The Sooners trail and looking for their first hit to pitch. Line drive. There it is. Base hit into center field. They'll send T.R.A. Jennings. The throw is cut off and it's two to one. One of the top hitters in the country beyond just her home runs. The pitch is hammered. Deep to right center field. And it is gone. It's gone. A grand slam home run from Jocelyn Allo has given the Sooners a 5-2 lead. Wow. The 1-1 pitch grounded to second could be two. To second for one to first. Bring it up. There we go. Everyone on their feet. First pitch to Ellis just popped up. To short, Grace Lyons makes the catch. Break out the brooms. Bedlam is a sweep. Oklahoma sweeps Bedlam. Victory! All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. Patty Gasso's the best. And they stay there, and they stay there, and they stay there. Wow. What a weekend and an amazing season. The only hiccup created by you <laughs> by uh, saying that they were going to run the table before the season started. Dude, I was getting crap on Friday night from some of our listeners on yeah. Twitter like, you said they're going to run rule all three. <laughs> Jinxed them. <laughs> I saw those. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. It was a good time. Despite that, me, they're still 48-1 and one in the regular season. A lot Pretty of good. fun. That was really cool. The series was great. Uh, really entertaining. I, I think it's... I think it's pretty fascinating, honestly, that that was a that was a top ten Oklahoma State team, really good club, and Oklahoma, you know, just just makes them look totally pedestrian. Yeah, well, I mean, Saturday's win was a little bit of a sweat. Yeah. You had to have a an all o grand slam, True. which, like said at the update, how unbelievable is that? Like. It's not the end of her career. It's not even her last game at Marita Hines. It's her last regular season game. and It's still a moment. You never thought that she could top what she's already done. And I don't don't think that this is like the most impressive or on the top three. But how perfect is that? Her last regular season at bat at home, she hits a grand slam to go ahead and and really win the game. That's just, golly, man. Right. It's Uh, cool. I think, well... First of all, we were watching the game in the uh, in the backyard. A bunch of the neighborhood was over, and everyone crowded around the television at that moment. And you knew what was coming, sure. right? You knew what was coming, and she absolutely delivered. Really, really cool moment. So it is that time of the year where everyone in your yeah. neighborhood comes over and starts uh, being zeroed in on the softball games. We, it's good to hear. Yeah, that was a nice little primer before the postseason gets rolling. Uh, Mother's Day weekend turned out some incredible weather. Now you can't have everything that you asked for. You you had the nice uh, 80s, low 90s weather, but you know it came with a 70 mile an hour wind out of the south. But that's that's how it goes in yeah. Oklahoma. But yeah, dude, it was awesome. 
And listening to Plank there, I, I, this is showing my ignorance. I did not know that he called the game from the stands. Yeah. I mean, he's done that quite a bit, actually. Yeah. That's more common than you would think, especially when you're right. talking about, you know, college softball. Even um, baseball. There's some places Toby does that in t- baseball, Did Toby right? do it this weekend in Fort I know he's has in the past at, at the upper deck there in Fort Worth. I, I don't know if he did it this past weekend or not, but it's more common than you think, man. I know. I, I don't know why I didn't know that that happens at that ballpark, but – you want to see me uncomfortable? Have me calling a game? I see. I would love that. Just from oh. fr- from a broadcast perspective, like you getting like being in the middle of the fans and you can hear that. Oh, buddy, serve me up some of that, please. I, I am. Uh, I'm all about that. I, I love it. But hey, I, I do love that they got pushed on Saturday. I think that's yeah. what's best for this team is is to get pushed and, and find a find a way to come back and win in the late innings. I, I think that that's good. And dra- if you want to throw some cash down, we can. The odds are out to win the national championship. Thanks to Blaine for sending that along. Uh, according to DraftKings, OU is the favorite to win the WCWS uh, minus 165. Huh. Florida State at plus 500. UCLA at plus 700. Wow. Bama plus 800. Florida plus 950. Virginia Tech plus 1200. So OU is a massive, massive favorite, favorite to uh, to win the Women's College World Series. Oklahoma State at plus 2800, by the way. You know, I, I – and this isn't a – Oklahoma fans clearly know this, and everyone that watches them play a lot clearly knows this. But I think that I think there's a, a ton of ton of credit and ton of um, you know accolades go to OU's offense and their pitching, and it is totally deserving of that. But I don't think their defense gets talked about enough. They are sharp, man. They're super sharp. And it just, I don't know, man. They are a total package all the way around. Patty Gasso said she was most impressed with the defense this weekend. Yeah. I believe that's what she said. So They look yeah. good. You must have seen that headline and just copied off of it for your uh, your big take there on the softball weekend. Don't, Go figure. Don't give away my secrets, I saw dude. this on Soonersports.com. Patty was impressed with the defense. I'm going to steal that for Monday. They're sharp. Uh, to me, That was there was a separation in all facets, but I thought the biggest separation that, well, that was noticeable was, was you know, defensively. They, they yeah. were just – Oklahoma State had opportunities, but just, you know, bobbles and – Errors, throwing errors, uh, mishandling some some easy grounders. I'll tell you what's also a separation, and this isn't just Oklahoma State, it's everyone else in college softball. I feel like most really good teams have, you know, three, maybe four girls in the lineup that on an every bat basis can hit the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, OU one through nine, pretty much. Yeah. At least eight, anyone can hit the ball out at any given time, no matter where you're at in the lineup. So that helps. That helps quite a bit when you can have that. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it last week, and I don't know. I don't know necessarily. Like, I know what a good average is in baseball, and 
I'm guessing it's a little bit higher in softball. Maybe not, but whenever you look at OU statistics, you get that feeling. It's not like a team average of 450, it feels like what they have. (laughs) Right, so it's just crazy whenever you look down the the lineup uh, of what they've got going on, just how solid they are. Uh, all the way through the lineup. It's really impressive. Yeah, fun weekend. Uh, who's the backup quarterback going to be? Gary Bohannon's off to South Florida. Mm, yeah. We missed out on the Bohannon kid. Um, it's starting to trend towards Rucker or <laughs> Micah Bowen. Well, that's what, that's what I was talking about last hour. It's like, where's the, where's the point to where you say, well, we want to give someone a scholarship to be a backup quarterback? But you're starting to get to a level of player where um, is he really better than what we already have? And do we really want to give this guy a scholarship when he may be on campus for three more years? You, you right. know what I mean? Like you're getting down to the point you might just keep that scholarship for a rainy day instead of it just giving it to someone that, you know, I mean, isn't like frankly very good. Right. You're, you're getting really close to that. Yep. Um, and, and would that mean that Nick Evers would be your backup quarterback? Would you want to play him in more than four games? It's it's an interesting situation right now at that position. I would say right now it's Micah Bowens. Um, but obviously that can that can always change. Um, I, I guess you just kind of have to look at that as it's still a development process. You've got what Rucker's a uh, is he a redshirt freshman? Uh, I'll look exactly. Hard what, to remember. What he is. We're still in the we're still in the COVID the the grips of the COVID year that screws up all of our understanding of how many years of eligibility someone has left. But um, you're dealing with some younger guys in Rucker and Evers, Micah Bowens, a little bit more experience, not much game experience, but. I would say right now that would be your guy. And, you know, is he is he Kyler Murray waiting, uh, backing up uh, Baker Mayfield? Well, absolutely not. But I, I don't think – and obviously the coaches have a much larger uh, understanding of what his, his strengths and weaknesses are and capabilities than I do. But every time I've seen him, spring game – Practices that I attended in the spring, I thought he looked sharp. Yeah, redshirt freshman, by the way. For Rucker? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. So you got two really young guys in Bowens who's who's a little older, but he looks solid. Now, he's limited with some size, but he's got a good, quick release. He's quick and athletic uh, as far as his footwork and, and ability to make guys miss. Is it? Is it, you know... Is he the best backup in the country? No, I don't think so. But from what I've seen, he seems seems pretty adequate. But I don't know. There's there's probably way more to the story than what I've seen. Sure, obviously there is. If if Coach Venables has been as outspoken as he has about going out there well, and finding a and backup, and that leads to kind of the next question here is he's very young. He's only been on campus a few months, but. Their openness about needing a backup quarterback in the transfer portal, is that in any way an indictment on Nick Evers as a true freshman? No. And should that cause any concern at all for what he might be if um, this is Dylan Gabriel's last year at OU? Absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. You you don't you don't want you don't want your uh, your quarterback. Remember, this is his spring semester of his senior year in high school. It's supposed to be if he wasn't um, if if he wasn't already here preparing. He'll probably probably make some big leaps throughout spring. He probably did throughout the summer, throughout fall training camp. But ultimately, you don't want to put that on him this early. You want him to worry about developing, developing physically, getting a, a good understanding of the offense. And sometimes it's hard to tell these kids that because everyone wants to go out and be a superstar day one, right? But I think it's it would be way better for his long-term development if he's not thrown to the Wolves this early. Sure. So, what are some of the uh, quarterbacks left out there that you think there's a possibility of? Davis Bevel. All right, he's six foot six. He's a big old boy out there from Pitts. Uh, there's mutual interest there. He's got three years of eligibility. He falls in the category, Teddy, to me of. Okay, yeah, would you take him? Sure, you would take him. But my thoughts on if he had to come in and rescue the season would be the same if, you know, Micah Bowens had to come in and rescue the season. I just don't think that there's going to be just a massive gap between a Micah Bowens and a Davis Bevel and guys like that. Like these, these are the types of guys that you are now looking at at the transfer portal. Guys that have a little bit of experience but haven't taken a whole lot of meaningful snaps and made a ton of big throws throughout their career well he's from greenville south carolina what do you think about that well that is a major that is a major plus we know all about those great prospects that have come out of greenville um i I would say somewhere between 60 and 80 percent of kids born in greenville or hometown in greenville have two last names as their as their name. Davis Bevel is fits <laughs> that perfectly. And frankly, uh, Baker Mayfield is a quarterback with two last names. And hey, Heisman Trophy well, winner. Well, uh, speaking of uh, two first names or two last names, mm-hmm. I- I'll make you uh, really nervous about something. Text line pointed this out last hour, and it Uh-oh. was it was brilliant. So there is a uh, prospect in the state of Virginia that is announcing today at 5 o'clock, and OU fans should feel good about what he's going to announce. But he's got two first names. Really? Okay. Hmm. But his first name, Teddy, his name, Caleb Spencer. (laughs) The the first names of the previous two quarterbacks. So that's got the text line a little bit nervous today. Now, Caleb is spelled with the K, not a C, like Carl's Jr., but uh, Caleb Spencer got a little got some people freaked out. Forgive mm-hmm. me for the lame joke, but two wrongs make a right. Ooh, huh? maybe. Hey-o. Two negatives make a positive. Is there that we what you're go. getting at? That's right. Um, that's mm-hmm. funny. I like that. That's pretty good. I, my guess is if, if they're really out there looking for a quarterback – they're going to get one. Um, there's enough positive here and enough opportunity here that they'll be able to to convince someone or probably don't even have to convince uh, a lot of guys. They're probably getting a lot of phone calls about guys transferring in. And um, 
still out there on the receiver hunt too, right? So yeah, they had two uh, two players visit this weekend: LV Bunkley Shelton, Arizona State transfer, and uh, JJ Hester, Missouri transfer. Both are young guys. J.J. Hester from Booker T, so I feel like most OU fans are, let's get the Booker T, kid. Get us into Booker T a little bit more. Yeah, that's right. Um, I would like it if – how would it hit if they got Bevel and the uh, the J.J. Hester kid? Um, how would it hit? Yeah. Like, how excited would the fan yeah. base be? I, I mean, okay. I – yeah, there would be excitement. I don't think anyone would believe that they're going to be day one difference makers. But yeah, I think people would feel better that you've locked up who your backup quarterback is going to be. Yeah. Um, Why are you hinting at something? No, that you no, think no. You're get I'm both just, those guys? I'm just look. You know, because it's gonna. You figure it's going to happen pretty quickly, right? Um, the deadline was last week. You've had a little bit of time to to call around, ask around, maybe take a visit or two. I, I wouldn't imagine these guys are going to stretch this stuff that far out. My guess is um, you'll probably get announcements pretty quick. Guys are going to be wrapping up finals and then making the transition to their new places. Ask Teddy to watch Caleb Spencer's film. I think he would like it. I need him focused, okay? If he's trying to watch film and do this show, it's not going to go well. Hey, I'm going to say something, and then he's going to say the exact same thing after. Tell the texter to send me their huddle uh, credentials <laughs> so I can get logged in there and not have to watch all those dang commercials. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Hit us on the text line, 651-3439. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Join the Unlimited Club at Oki Express Auto Wash. Then you can wash your car every day for one low monthly price. And right now, save half off your first month. Oki Express Auto Wash, where you can wash your car every day for one low monthly price. Yeah, hi there. My name is Bob and I need some help. Uh, I haven't filed my taxes in over five years. Um, I haven't told my wife about it. And I really need to figure this thing out. Hi, uh, my husband and I owe about $14,000 in back taxes, and I'm afraid uh, we might end up losing our business. I really don't want that to happen. I'm Rod Polston, founder at Polston Tax. We get calls like these all the time. Good, hardworking people who don't know where to turn when they're facing tax problems. Yeah, I've been getting these letters from the IRS. I don't know what I should do. At Polston Tax, we know what to do when it comes to dealing with the IRS. We've helped more than 2,000 individuals in the last year alone save over $17 million in back taxes. Call us today for a no-risk-free consultation so we can develop a plan specifically for you. Call Polston Tax at 405-928-5597. That's 405-928-5597. Family helps guide you. At Armstrong Bank, that same spirit unites us to help you get where you're going. We use the tools we have and the things we know to support you in getting there faster and easier. We'll always go the extra mile to help you navigate your financial life successfully. That's what family does. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Visit armstrong.bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Pizza Hut stuffed crust is the crust that made crust good. Topped and stuffed with over a half pound of cheese. What are you so afraid of? Loving it? Original stuffed crust, only from Pizza Hut. Ask or click for a limited time offer. Extra charge for more than one topping and extra cheese.
For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Funeral Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year, our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've, You've got, got our, our word on it. Brad, put your shirt back on. Seth, I'm trying to prove a point. The point of a bare chest and a cashmere sweater doesn't prove any point. Wait, I think that's the point I'm trying to make. Make the point then. The point is that other car dealerships are bare and have no inventory. Yep. And at Seth Wadley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we've decided to get aggressive and keep more new Ram and Jeep inventory than anyone else. Well, during the Memorial Day sales event, you better get aggressive. Seth, anyone can go to SethWadleyDodge.com to build your new Ram truck your way with the financing your way and order it today. So why other car dealerships are bare and have no inventory, all of ours comes with a promise. Tell them, Seth. That's my promise of oil changes and engines for life on new used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. So get to the store with more selection, more discounts, and more for your trade-in, even if you don't buy one from us. We are Seth Wadley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the store with more. I-35, exit 72 in Paul's Valley, or click SethWadleyDodge.com. Put your shirt back on. Hi, this is Lisa Talley, broker and owner of Aria Real Estate Group. Aria Real Estate Group is Norman's premier full-service commercial and residential real estate brokerage and leasing and management firm. With our team of real estate agents, specialized property managers, and in-house maintenance team, Aria is here for you in every capacity. Whether you're a seller, a buyer, and Citra Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you our number one of the rush on this Monday. See you tomorrow, Amarillo. Be wow. live from the Sooner Caravan in Amarillo from 2 to 6 tomorrow. So all of our great listeners in West Texas and in the panhandle of Oklahoma, uh, we'll see you there. Can't wait to see you. I got some free T-shirts to give away to you. And uh, wouldn't you know it? Look like there might be some severe storms out in the Amarillo way tomorrow. So Should you leave... I'm leaving at 9 a.m. sharp is when I'm leaving. That's when I'm leaving. I was thinking maybe you should leave at like 3 a.m. <laughs> and play Amarillo by morning the whole time just to make the song true. Nah, there's no, no way I'm okay. leaving at 3 a.m. Right. Uh, I don't know. Do they serve breakfast at the Big Tex in there? 72-ounce steak and eggs? That really gets me, uh, gets me in show mode. I feel like... Amarillo, Texas, is the truck stop capital of the world, so I'm sure you can get some really? breakfast somewhere. Uh, I mean, the entire town, basically, 90% of it's right on the highway. Yeah. Great thing about Amarillo is every uh, chain restaurant imaginable is right off the highway as you roll into town. Yeah. Well, if you're coming from west, what's the next stop? Santa Fe? Uh, probably Albuquerque, actually. Albuquerque, which... Way too artsy-fartsy to get any truck drivers to stop. There, You don't think there's some artsy-fartsy truck drivers? Uh, there's got to be some somewhere. Some They they got the sleeper in the back, which is uh, three paintings lo- loaded up there on the mattress. I could see it. 
Uh, Breaker 1-9, hey, Ron, you want to stop and do a, a painting class in Albuquerque on our way out west? Hell, you know I love them abstracts. Let's pull on over. Because <laughs> uh, that's what all truckers sound like on CBs, by the way, the two voices we just did. Hey, here's a great idea for Albuquerque. Truck stop yoga. Huh? Ooh. Guys cramped up in the cab of a, of a truck, you know, for several hours. Every single day, stop in some some light music, little yoga, and then of course they've got the uh, hot showers that you can take at the truck stop directly <laughs> after. So it's a small one stop okay, shop. Disgusting. There. <laughs> you well, didn't have to how much would I there. have to pay you to do a truck stop shower? Uh, I don't know. We'll discuss a price at thirty some point. bucks. Oh, we need to we need to bet on something, and the loser has to take a uh, truck stop shower. Walk at in, the truck stop of your choice, of course. You know, walk in with uh, my uh, flip flops, shower flip flops, <laughs> one of those little uh, baskets that has uh, all of your goodies so in there. Sweet. That's yeah, I'll do that. It that would be pretty cheap. Uh, get paid for knocking out a quick shower, no big deal. That's that sounds like heaven to me. Klein's Corner, New Mexico. Yeah, um, Klein's Corner. You can go right and just go straight into Santa Fe there. So maybe that's maybe gotcha. that's what it what it's at i don't know uh grace Lyons was on fire saturday and always really yeah patty called her the best shortstop i think that she's ever seen this weekend so that's, that's pretty high praise right no uh, i would not disagree with patty there someone did send you the huddle film oh cool nice i, I know that you're glad to see that appreciate one. that yeah i'll check it out i'm always interested to see what uh some of these kids look like in uh a handful of highlights i'm not going to sit through uh 45 minutes of, of highlights. Teddy but. must live in a large neighborhood if his house sits on four acres. Well, I don't know what you mean by large. If by uh, land size, perhaps, but there's only like maybe 12, 15 houses in my neighborhood. Hey, now, Love's, tr- uh, Love's Truck Stop Showers are actually really nice. Okay, I'll take your word for it. We should put that on a T-shirt and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Good stuff. Talk about dirty play. Did you see the Cubs catcher hit, grabbed, and held on to the crotch of Max Muncie of the Dodgers yesterday while going for a uh, foul ball? Max was bent over in pain for three to four minutes. Yeah, I did see that. I think Max Muncie was being dramatic. I still thought it was a really weird play. He was like, have you ever uh, been running after something and maybe you use like the uh, the post of a uh, of a like a fence post to make a quick turn chasing after something or like a like a doorstop whenever you're running after your brother or something at the house playing chase. That's kind of what he was doing there. Made for a very awkward situation, but. I thought that that was a bit dramatic. It couldn't have been that bad, could it? Oh, no. It didn't hurt at all when uh, you get hit there or held there or whatever happened. You got protection on. Not not everyone. Not everyone. Hey, I need some clarity on something. I've been looking all day for this video, and I can't find anything. Yeah. But, um, by the way, someone says Seabass will be waiting for you at the the truck stop. Okay. (laughs) Um, I guess... Allegedly, and Sean sent me this text, and mm-hmm. I, I I believe Sean. He wouldn't make something up. And then there was um, some tweets out about it. There was a graduation ceremonies at Oklahoma State this weekend. Okay. And apparently, Casey Shrum, 
who is the president of Oklahoma State, I guess she kind of rambled on for close to five minutes during her speech about OU not making it in the Big 12, and that's why they'll always be little brother and then something about the SEC. I need a little bit more uh, details on exactly what she said during Oklahoma State graduation ceremonies on Saturday. So I cannot find a video of that graduation speech, but if anyone has any more details on what President Trump said about OU – during the Oklahoma State uh, graduation, was it just like please something let me know. said like in fun, like jokingly, or was it kind of like I don't um, think it was a quick jab. The way that right. I was told, it lasted more than just a few minutes. Hmm. So it was like it was a real plan to go in on OU during during that during that time. Interesting. Now, we heard last week that supposedly a bunch of the Big 12 schools are really trying to convince OU to stay in the Big 12, right? Well, making fun of them at a graduation right. ceremony is, I don't think is the best way to go about it. But well, what do I know? I guess, you know, some of that stuff is expected. And this is her first graduation, right, as as president. So if you want to make the uh, make some waves out there, have everyone really getting behind you, no no quicker way to gather support from your base than by uh, slamming the rival, right? That's the low-hanging fruit. You, you only get really one opportunity for that uh, whenever you're, you know, just starting off. So, yeah. It's a pretty odd move, though. Yeah. You know, I – is are OU fans obsessed with with Texas? I mean, yes, at times. I mean, <laughs> we had a post on Saturday on our Twitter page that made it look like that. But has there ever been a president or an AD slam Texas during graduation? I, I don't. I don't know. Don't feel like that's know. ever happened. I'm gonna withhold judgment until I hear or see a little bit more as to what's going on. Well, that's not any fun. I well, I feel like I feel like some jokes and uh hammering the in-state rival and you know, because of the news that's happened within the last year, maybe uh building on that a little bit more. I guess I understand it for a first-time president, okay? But other than that, I'm not sure. Hmm. I see that text that o- OSU friends think that OU is the little brother. Jake from Tulsa here. I have a lot of friends that went to OSU. They really think OU is the little brother. Straight delusional. So I know huh. that this is going to fire some people up, but I'm just looking to get more details on the situation here on what exactly was said. Right. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm interested to find out, and hopefully someone lets us know because I'm always in for a little bit of scuttlebutt between the in-state rivals, right? Someone in the five eight zero. Did I hear Teddy say he wanted to take a shower at Bucky's? Yeah, yeah. For money? Yes, he right? said yes. I'll do it. I'll do it for a tank of gas <laughs> alone. Take a shower alone for a tank of gas? Sure. Yeah, no problem. Dude, there. I do a lot of things right now <laughs> that I'm not proud of for a tank of gas. No doubt. No doubt about it. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Our number one rolls on. Keep hitting the Air Comfort Solutions text line 651 3439. We'll be back. Yeah. 
Air Cover Solutions text line. The number is 405-651-3439. We are The Rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. And if I were to tell you there was a college football coach over the weekend, uh, Power 5, by the way, that used the upset in the Kentucky Derby to say as to why we should expand the college football playoff, who do you think it would be? Which coach out there would use the upset in the Kentucky Derby to say, yeah, we need to expand the playoff? Uh, that's a lot of, a lot of candidates out there. There's a lot. Basically every head coach outside OU, Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama. Lots of candidates. Uh, someone that was watching, perhaps betting. That, hey, that's, that's good. Um, someone that's pretty outspoken. Yes. My guess is Lane Kiffin. Uh, Pretty close. Same state, Mike Leach. Leach, uh, yeah. Mike Leach said that horse winning the Kentucky Derby today is a good example of why an expanded college football playoff is needed. That horse hadn't won all the races leading up, but it got its chance, and that's what happened. Which, back to what I always say. Owner of that horse from where, Tyler? Uh, Oklahoma. Edmond, Oklahoma, which I know, but... Edmond, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is the center of the sports world and always is and always will be. Okay? Just saying. That was amazing. Did you see the overhead view of that? Uh, The charge it made down the stretch was was unbelievable. 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 That was cool. Really, really cool. We had a guy uh, hit on that one in in our group. Of course, it wasn't me, someone who could really use hitting on an 80-to-1 horse. Yeah. but, yeah, one, one person did. Right, $2 bet. $5 bet, oh, actually. Okay, but nice. still, man, when That's it's, not bad. you know, it, it still paid out pretty nicely. Not bad at all. Okay. Yeah, that was crazy. That was really cool. That is a stretch, though, Mike Leach. I understand the horse uh, really hadn't won at a high level before, and it did. But let's say a horse race is a little bit different than Mississippi State getting hot and uh, going through the playoff and winning the national championship. Here's a Here's a better – um, example. Now, if that horse wins the triple crown, going up okay. against the best of the best, sure. All right, then we're talking about something. I still think the same teams are going to win the national championship right. in an expanded playoff, but okay, I'd see where you're going. Right, like a a one off doesn't tell us a whole lot. Anyone can win. I I can't. I, I shouldn't say anyone, but you get the spirit of what I'm saying here. Um, I God, I hate to say it, Boise State, right, Tyler, uh, stuff like that happens, and I'm I'm all for expanding the playoff. I've got no problem with it. I would love it. I hope we do. I think the playoff, even if we get the same four teams in the semifinals, we would have had anyways. You engage so many more fans. I love it, especially like we've talked about if the first round is played on-site campus. I, I don't know why you – at this point, I don't know why you wouldn't. If you're wanting to expand it, like are you really going to move it to that many different neutral sites? Um, just for attendance sake. And ease. It just makes – yeah, it just you don't makes need, if, if you're gonna do so much sense. More rounds and more teams, uh, you should treat the first round just like it's a regular – almost like a regular season game, right? You just fly in, 
the day before, and you go out there and you play your, play your football game. It, it doesn't need to be a week-long event every single round of the playoff. Like That's how they do it now with the semifinal and then uh, obviously the national championship game. You know, move to more of a NFL style, and I, I hesitate to say that because I know people don't want college to turn into NFL. All I'm saying is the NFL doesn't treat round one of the playoffs like it's the Super Bowl, right? And block off the entire week and have festivities and, um, you know, things that the teams have to show up to and different events and a media availability day where everyone gets to ask ridiculous questions to all the players. You don't need all of that. Host round one uh, at the, the higher seats campus. Um, if the next is the semifinal round, then you can start to do the ridiculous stuff I, a little bit. I mean, bit. you can do neutral sides all the way through, but you're going to get pretty bad attendance in some of these games, probably especially the first-round game. Neutral sites suck. Yeah, they, they, they do. Um, I wish they would get rid of all the neutral sites except for the championship game. I don't need the semifinal played in a bowl game. I'd, I'd rather have it on campus. Yeah, um, I, I guess I'm still okay with the semifinals being neutral. What do you sides, mean you're still games, okay? Why? But anything else past that, I mean, those can still be those can still be cool. You want to go like mini NFL? Good God! I knew that you were an NFL fan, but you want to no. copy the exact playoff? No, 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 no. They do. I just I I don't. I'm not a fan of the corporate football game. It, football games are so much better played on campus. It's I, not even close. I feel like you're not a fan of the travel that you have to do going to a neutral site game for a semifinal game. I feel if like I'm going to travel. I'd rather travel to a college. I feel like this is all about the easy accessibility for you to get to a game for a semifinal game. Not ne- no you're, way. You're using corporate greed as an excuse here. No, for no, what no, the no, real no, no. reason is no, 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 no. That. Not a factor at all. I don't care. I mean, you wouldn't like to host a playoff game against Ohio State sure, or sure. Notre I, Dame? I, I guess or... my, my question would be, like, in most years, the gap between the second and the third best team is is pretty small. I, I think we could both agree on that one. Okay. Um, And really, in terms of who gets voted number two or number three in that final poll can be a little subjective – but then the number three team would have to play a true road game at number two in a semifinal. I mean, that's that's a pretty difficult ask for the number three team to have to play on the road to the number two team when the gap between those two squads may be that's very minuscule. That's fair. I'm fine with that. I mean, that makes sense. I just I prefer campus games to neutral site games, but that is a fair point. It it does even it out a bit for the semifinal. To where there's not, because it is a big advantage to have it played at your own place. So, okay, that makes sense. Unless you're the Green Bay Packers and can't ever win an NFC championship at home. Well, at least the the past two years. Fair point. Um, Someone is saying, I live in Edmond and work and study in Norman every day, and I don't understand Teddy's hate. If you could put the university in Edmond, we would officially have heaven on earth. Hmm. If you put... The university in Edmond, we'd officially, the place would grind to a halt. My my only complaint with Edmond 
is that pretty much the entire city is a grid of four-way stop signs, which is the worst way to move people around without a doubt. That's my beef with Edmund. Everything else, no I real think, problem. I feel like there's a, more than one uh, beef with Edmund. There, there's some others laying in there somewhere. Well, Edmund is very heavy Oklahoma State crowd. Not, very heavy. They're not blue-collar enough there in Edmund for you. There is a a very, this is the greatest place in the world, per the text that just said it would be heaven on earth <laughs> if the university was in Edmond. No real reason why, just the, the blanket right. statement of, God, OU's great, but if it was in Edmond, oh boy. I don't really know what Edmond has. Well, here's the, I'll say this, Edmond does have a little bit different, um, you start to there's you start to get a little bit of contour within the land there. It's it's really flat here, straight across. But other than that, there's nothing that you have in Edmond that you don't have in Norman. And let me just say, I do not want to be put in a position to defend Norman. Okay, that is not where I want to Too be. Too late. At yeah, all. he's going to be in a position to defend Goldsby. I'd like to see your stance on that one. Hmm. The best thing about Goldsby is well, I would just even... always dream growing up that I'd be not in the city, but just outside enough to where I could enjoy the city, but not have to be in it. <laughs> it's where I always dreamed of hanging my hat. I, um, the best thing about Goldsby is there really is no city government to speak of. The problem with that is, and I found myself getting pretty upset here recently. Goldsby essentially, Tyler, consists of one road, okay? One road, it's about two miles long. It's called Center Street, okay? And there is – there's Goldsby workers all over the place. They've got red trucks, the, the town of Goldsby things on the side. We've got one road, two miles long. It's a two-laner. And there is a pothole the size of a casket nice. in, in this road. It's good to hear. And nobody has touched it. Nobody has done anything. And it's the only road we have. Oh, you're Mr. Fiction once you get out there. I know that's not the point, but once you go in there and fill in the pothole, huh? I'm going to turn into a 65-year-old man and go storming into City Hall, which, by the way, is a single-wide trailer. Uh, I'm right there with him. The stop signs. Thanks for the response. I live in Edmond. Strongly prefer Norman. Edmond is the latest stoplights. Uh, Edmond, ah, hell to the no. Don't Edmond my Norman. Edmond is to Oklahoma City as Jinx is to Tulsa. They suck. Teddy probably has an ex-girlfriend from Edmond. It would be purgatory, mm-hmm. not heaven on earth. I don't, I don't think I have an ex-girlfriend from Edmond. And I see someone on there that says, this is an Edmond person, by the way. It has to be that actually stop signs are a better way of moving traffic, that, okay, that may work on a place where there's uh, six cars that show up every half hour, not at a place where there's a line of traffic that is a quarter mile long and it's one in, one out type of uh, movement. Not the best. You know what else is happening in Edmond? The cool restaurants that are in Oklahoma City, yeah. they're opening up uh, second locations all in Edmond. Oh, really? Yeah, That's yeah, the new yeah, thing? It's a new thing. Wow. Satellite location, location coming soon to Edmond. Okay. Nice. 
All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush on this Monday. Someone on the Air Comfort Solutions text line says, uh, I have an ex-girlfriend from Fort Gibson. <laughs> no other context or other than that. Nice. This one says Jinx is friggin' awesome. That's from someone in the 918, by the way. Um, and been talking to my boss about taking Fridays off during the summer. Still don't have an answer. <laughs> Nicely nice. done. I suggest everyone uh, make that. Yeah, play. Teddy will not be working uh, Fridays for the uh, foreseeable future. That's that's very nice. You never know him. unless you ask. I got right? I got three co-hosts now moving forward. So that's gonna be. That's, it's it's actually gonna be fun. It's it's gonna be cool. I think it will be good. I really do. Of course you do. You better think it's gonna be good. Yeah. Well, should I th- hope that it's going to be terrible? That way, whenever I come back, it's going to be like, woohoo! Yeah, no, I mean, that's total human nature to root for it, just go terrible, and everyone's no, no, like, no. oh, God, when's Monday here so we can get <laughs> Teddy back? That- just like Muleshoe is, I mean, he's definitely rooting for OU to go 5-7 and seven next year, which is not going to happen. He's more likely to go 5-7, and seven, but for sure, and I actually wouldn't even blame him if he admitted that he was hoping that OU would go 5-7. and seven. If OU – well, I don't know that that's necessarily true. If OU – let's say Oklahoma makes a playoff and the University of Southern Cal, you know, has a, a ho-hum season, 8-4, 8-5, something like that, he'll still be able to latch on a little bit, you know, so proud of those players, a lot of those guys I recruited and coached and developed, right? Come on. Well, that sounds like a Cowher tweet. It really <laughs> does. So you had me there. However, no, I think he wants him to go five and seven. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right. Probably right. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of the rush is coming up next. Stay tuned. <laughs> 